Bonjour, my name is Corinne Arnaud and I am the host of the MLM Trigger podcast show. Today, we have a fantastic show. If you are a fan, if you are an FNL football fan, this week is a big week for you. This gentleman is Mr. Tom Beasley, a former NFL football American player with two Super Bowl uh, winners ring and a successful network marketer. What does it take for you to win a bigger game in life? Kind of like one of the most incredible uh, sporting achievements of the last century was Team USA beating the Russian hockey team at the Miracle on Ice in Lake Placid in 1980. At that time, the common belief was that stars won games, not teams. However, when coach Herb Brooks chose his player, he chose the player that believed that he knew believed in teamwork, the one who could work with each other's skill set. The stars never made it to the bench. They got cut because they played for themselves, not for each other. By supporting each other, by understanding their role, and by knowing how to use each other to their best advantage, the 1980 Team USA shocked the world by doing the unthinkable and beating the Russian without a star on their team. That's the magic of teamwork. So let's ask Tom to bring his magic strategy and, and help you spark your creativity to bring your business to the next level. So, Tom, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. It's glad to be on it. Very good. Please, Tom, I, I read the, um, I, I saw actually on a YouTube video about you doing 170 miles a week. Tell, tell us a little bit about that, if you wish. Um, the bicycle, yes. The, the, the cycling? Okay. Well, yes. I, um, um, I'm 65 years old, and having played 20 seasons of football, running is not an option for me anymore. So to, uh, over the years, I, I've gotten into cycling some. And um, a couple years ago, I was doing about 170, 175 miles a week cycling, just trying to do some cardio stuff, maintain and manage my weight a little bit. Um, so I enjoy it. I, I love doing it. My, my uh, wife and children aren't as crazy about it. I've had a couple accidents on a bicycle and really got kind of banged up one time. But um, we live out in the country and we've got narrow two-lane roads and it's not the most optimal place to, to ride a, a bicycle. But uh, I've enjoyed it. It's, it's a great benefit for me cardiovascularly-wise and it is a fun thing that I like to do. That's, that's wonderful. 
That's great. So I am sure uh, all the listeners would like to know a little bit about yourself because I could not really give you your full background. So please tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, at the risk of boring you to death, uh, just very quickly, I, I grew up in the country, but it wasn't farming country. I grew up actually in the coal fields of Southern West Virginia. Um, I went to a very small high school. We had about a hundred kids in our graduating class. Um, we sports wise offered at that time two sports and that was football and basketball. We had no women's sports at the time. And, um, I went to Virginia tech after coming out of high school. I, I got a four year ride with Virginia tech to play football and went there and was able to start for four years. After graduating from college, I ended up, uh, being drafted my senior spring, um, the third pick in the third round by the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was a guy by the name of Mean Joe Green that I was drafted to replace. And I do wear a size 15 shoe, but I never filled his shoes. Um, arguably the best defensive tackle would ever play the game of football. But I was at Pittsburgh for seven years. Two of those years we were able to go and win back-to-back Super Bowls and and then my last three seasons, I finished up my NFL career with the Washington Redskins under Joe Gibbs. I, I am, just real quickly, I am, I've been married to my wife, Margie, for 43 years. Um, she's an incredible lady to put up with me for that long. She has to be a saint. Yes. And uh, we also have uh, nine grandchildren, four children and nine grandchildren, uh, one granddaughter and eight grandsons. So it's a fun place to be on the weekends and the holidays. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Let's switch over, I mean, toward the teamwork when we're going to talk about that's kind of what we'd like we, we, talk, we, go, we gear toward it. So let me ask you, what would be the most re- rewarding part of working as a team? Well, you know, early on in, in really in high school, I we had a we had a basketball program, and and clearly my sport was football. I played basketball, but I was not a basketball player. Um, I'm six five, and I got my fair share of rebounds and and played really pretty good defense. But offensively, I, I just really was terrible. But um, it was it was in high school playing basketball that I really called on to this concept of team. Um, we had an incredible coach. This coach actually holds a national record for winning nine out of 10 years, state double-A championship in, in basketball, double-A basketball. Uh, Jennings Boyd was his name. And it was then that really my eyes were open to this concept of team. And it's interesting, you know, we all bring different gifts and skills and abilities and also liabilities and shortcomings to whatever we endeavor. And, um, you know, for myself, I was horrible offensively. I I was terrible managing and handling the ball. But the flip side of it was I I was very, very good in getting rebounds, very, very good in playing defense. And it was during these – games of basketball that we're able to pull together a bunch of individuals and we all have the same task and the same goals working for the same motive and and, and goal and um, we really were able to to leverage and 
tap into that synergistic effect that happens when you you join and put together a team, whether it's basketball, football, network marketing, or whatever you might be involved with. Yes, yes, that's that's true. So, what? Uh, how could you define the skills of uh, of a teamwork, if we could say yes? Well, obviously, it depends on what type of team we're we're, we're dealing with. You know, um, actually, my my first year at Pittsburgh it, that was in '77, and um, we had more talent and raw skill with players on the 77 team than we did the next two years, 78 and 79. But we had a couple of distractions. We had a couple of players that, that were more interested in their own personal careers as opposed to the team's goals and objectives. And um, that offseason, Chuck Noll, our head coach, actually trained at both of those players. And they got those distractions off the team And the next two years, we went back and won back-to-back Super Bowls in 78 and 79. So it's this, this concept of team, it's, it's just a, everybody's hooked up to the same yoke, pulling in the same directions, really wanting to obtain the, the same goals. And um, we all might have individual goals, yes. but there's that global team goal that, that, uh, that we're able to focus on have a clear vision of what we want to do it, come up with a, a, an effective game plan of daily things that we need to do to accomplish that, and then go about the task of doing what we need to do to, to be successful. Yes. Would that apply in network marketing? Would those same skills would apply in network marketing? The same concept would apply. Obviously, it's totally different skill sets. Yes. In network marketing, there There are things that I do well in network marketing and there are things that I do terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not, um, there's things that not only I'm really poor at, but I absolutely hate to do them. So by putting together a team of, of network marketers, um, you're able to leverage other people's gifts and abilities. And a lot of times these are, these are areas that you're very weak in. Yes. So it's, it's, it's just neat that you're able to use somebody else's gifts and abilities to overshadow and, and overcome some of the things that you're lacking in your gifts and abilities. So it's just concept of, of leveraging what I do well, yes. but also being able to pull in team members that are gifted in so many other areas where I'm weak in and being able to let the team yes. push this thing forward as opposed to one single individual. Yes, yes. So what kind of mindset would uh, you need to get to have to be in a team that really function like together? Well, I, I think any real team always has to start out with a, with a vision of what, what they want to accomplish. What is their goal, their ultimate goal? What do they want to do? And And then break it down from there. Um, there's, there's actually a, a, a scripture in Proverbs that says, without vision, the people will perish. And I think that teams will perish if they don't have a crystal clear vision of where they're wanting to, to go. And then we have to kind of back into this, this vision with specific goals. And, and these will be 
monthly, weekly, daily goals that we're wanting to do to, to get us to that point where we ultimately want to be with regards to our vision. So I think it all starts with vision. We have to have a crystal clear vision. Then we have to back into it with specific goals to meet and accommodate the, the needs that that vision entitles. Yes. So do you, uh, how, would, uh, how would this process uh, to engage an, an active team together, like let's say you're the one who would, uh, it's, it has to be a team player some, somewhere in, in the teamwork, someone who's going to like be accountable for each other. They, there is such a thing in the teamwork uh, mindset Absolutely, there is. And um, I think it's, it's really critical that we are able to, to look at, evaluate, and assess what gifts and, and real talents your team members have mm -hmm. and, and really try to put those gifts and abilities to work. And where, where I'm weak, I'm, I'm looking for a team member that can – pick up and, and, and over, you know, overcome my weakness. So I'll turn that task or that, that project or that specific duty over to that team member and let them run with it. Right. So it's, um, and again, it's this concept of we all have our, our gifts and we all have our liabilities and we want to leverage with teamwork. We're able to leverage our gifts and abilities and let other team members mm -hmm. pick up where we lack in, in certain gifts or, or assets or abilities. So it's just a matter of pairing up with people where they're really gifted, where they're strong in, and letting them run and, and, and do their thing, so to speak. Yes. What would be your gift as in a team? Oh, I'm probably the weakest member on the team. I, um, you know, I, I think that, Having had the opportunity to play 10 years in the NFL, there's, there's a certain amount of credibility that comes along with that. Okay. So that's something that, that our team oftentimes might leverage is just the credibility of, of being a former NFL football player. Yes. And then the fact that, 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 that I've had an opportunity to go to participate and win two Super Bowls, that also is something that, that we, we tap in. Um, I'm, I'm a hard guy and I've always have been. And so one of the things that, that I do is I just share my heart, but you know, it's, it's, um, it's tough sometimes. And it's sometimes uh, I get, actually I get embarrassed sometimes because I'm an emotional guy. And when I'm sharing things of the heart, I tap into that. And, and sometimes, you know, I, I'm not able to control my emotions with it, but Um, I speak from the heart, and, and I think that, that that people really kind of respect and resonate with that. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not just throwing out a bunch of words. When I share something, I'm sharing from the heart, and I'm really wanting people to, to kind of hear that and, and, and pick, pick up on that. Yeah, we can see that you're really an authentic person. Really can, when you, you express yourself, really bring this out. That's, uh, that's for sure, yes. So talking about what would be the biggest failure you had and what did you learn from it? 
The biggest failure? Yes. In, oh, your, gee. Career, in your career. Let's say, let's focus more in your in my- career. And you can use it, of course, as a footballer, NFL football for sure. And maybe did you learn, what did you learn and could you have applied it with a network marketing industry? Right. Well, I think um, probably the biggest biggest thing, figure I had was um, I, I got probably about my sixth, seventh year in the NFL, I got um, a little bit complacent and I got a little bit too comfortable with where I was and what my abilities were. And, and as a result, uh, I kind of backed off the, the preparation piece to this whole thing. To play at that level, you've got, you've really got to prepare yourself physically, mentally, emotionally. And, um, and I, I think I, I really kind of, was guilty of, of being a little bit too confident that I could drop some of that stuff or not, not go to the extent that I had in the past. And, uh, and that ended up catching up with me. And uh, that was probably the biggest uh, stumping of my toe, so to speak, that I, that I had while I was playing. I just got too comfortable and, uh, and that was a kind of a wake up call for me. And I was able to kind of turn that whole thing around and, and uh, finish up strong. Yes. But it, it is a process. It is a learning process. Yes. So when you say you use the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, the all things reconnected to, to get to the next level. So how did you apply this back to your... Uh, to get to get back on the top of your uh, on your field. Well, you know something that that um, actually my parents taught me at a very young age is that that in life, literally in everything in life, yeah. we get out of something exactly one hundred percent in the same portion that we put into it. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna if you're gonna put uh, C work in on a project, guess what kind of results you're going to get? You're not going to get A results. It's mm-hmm. going to be C. And and so I, I've just learned early on that, that you get out of life, you get out of relationships, you get out of work, whether it's network marketing or playing the NFL, you get out of these things exactly in direct proportion to what you put into them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's – I have, a, I have a saying, and, and my wife hates to hear because um, <laughs> she's heard it many times, but uh, I'm, I'm either all or nothing. If I'm going to do something, I, I, I really try to go in and do it to the best of my ability, or I've got the brakes on and I'm really not doing anything with it. So yeah. um, it, it's uh, kind of a the way I am, it's the way I'm, I'm made and, and uh, it's worked well for me in the past, certainly with the football and some other things, uh, but that's, that's who I am. Wow. So what, following this question, what's the toughest decision you had to make in your life? Oh boy. <laughs> the toughest decision. Wow. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know that I can. The biggest decision that I ever made was actually a a spiritual, a spiritual decision. And, uh, and that was, see, I grew up in the church. Yes. But I didn't have a personal relationship with my creator. And um, although I had my six and seven year perfect attendance pin for Sunday school and church and all that good stuff, I, I still didn't know and had not made a commitment of faith for, for myself. So the biggest decision I've ever made in my life truly was um, the day before I went to, to the Washington Redskins. Um, that, that evening before I went is when I made that declaration of faith, and that's the biggest decision I've ever made in my life. And it's impacted my life in dramatic ways ever since that, that point in time. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being who you are and expressing that. That's really nice. So what makes Tom Beasley the man? Um, it's a combination of a lot of things. Certainly my, my, my parents um, just had a tremendous impact on me. I'm very blessed to have very loving, caring, supportive parents. Um, And I go from that to having a wife that's incredibly supportive and caring and and loving. And and, uh, we were blessed to have four children. And so I've always been a family man. And um, the thing that drives me more than anything else probably is, is that, is that I care passionately about my family and I want to do for them and, and with them, everything I can do to, to be successful. And uh, so that's kind of the driving force for myself yes. as family. Yeah. You already have a legacy with, with the, the world and with your family being a, such a authentic and such a beautiful person. So that's, uh, that's really nice. Thank, so, thank you. Oh, you. You're very welcome. So let's get into the wrapping and let me ask you last, the last question. What would you tell to the audience or to the people out there some comment that you would suggest for them to do as a network marketer or how to bring their game to the next level? What would you tell them to do? Well, I would certainly encourage them to, um, if they don't have a crystal clear vision of of um, where they want to go, that they need to establish that. That needs to be forefront, and uh, everything starts with a vision. And then, for particularly in network marketing, network marketing, get get with your upline in network marketing the people who are successful, and leverage them. Pick out a one of these individuals and and try to get them to be a mentor for yourself. Uh, someone who's already been there, done that. They're, they're very, very successful and they're good communicators as to what they did to accomplish that. And that is, it's kind of like what I did when I went to the NFL. Um, again, I was drafted to replace Joe Green and I still think that Joe Green is arguably one of the best players to ever play the game of football. And he was my mentor, even though I was drafted to replace him. 
I learned more football from Joe Green than I did all the coaches the entire time I played. So as network marketing, find yourself someone that, that you really respect, someone who's been very successful in what they're doing, and someone who's a good communicator. Yes. And use that individual, leverage that in, individual as a mentor for yourself. And pay attention and do the things that's necessary to be successful. Um, you know, there was a saying that you have to put in an average of 10,000 hours to become a professional in any field. Yes. And I think they're, <laughs> that's a very, very accurate statement. And um, so if you want to be paid like a professional network marketer, we need to pay the price. You need to put in the time. You need to read the books. You need to go to the meetings. You need to go to the big events and do the things that's necessary to be successful in this world of network marketing. Yes, that's very true. Which book would you recommend to people? Oh, gosh, there's tons of them. You yeah. know, one of the quickest books is, is GoPro by... Uh, uh, Eric Worre. Worre, yeah. Uh, so yeah. There, there, there are so many good books out there. Yes. Uh, and it's just, I think each company has their favorites and their, their, their picks, but um, find, find one that, that works for you and um, fits the person that you are and, and really apply it and, and do the day, daily, day in, day out things that's necessary to be successful at, at that in that in that world in that business yeah yeah that's wonderful so thank you so much for being on the show tom and uh, really we wish you the the best really thank you so much for having me and and uh it's a pleasure to be here thank you thank you thank you thank you everybody and let's connect very soon and bye for now thank you